0: This is the GGC Life podcast. Church! Good morning, good morning. Excited to be sharing with you this morning. But before I share and uh, put my timer on, I want to encourage you to be here next Sunday because next Sunday is Vision Sunday for GGC. You're going to hear the unique vision that God has placed for this house for 2023. So come early, coffee will be brewing and children's check-in will be ready. Come, enjoy the fellowship as we launch into 2023. 23 in what God has for us. Amen. So I want to encourage you to be there. So As you grab your Bibles, I just put my timer on, please turn with me to Psalms chapter 3. Psalms chapter 3. Grab your devices, grab your iPads, whatever you have. We're going to read Psalms chapter 3. But before we do, I like to say that we learn much about David's character in the book of Psalms because he opens up his life for all to examine. You know, um, This book reveals so much of the goodness of God and shows us His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. And I want to read this particular passage from Psalms chapter 3. So let's read into it and we're going to unpack it this morning. It goes like this. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. This was the Psalm of David. David experienced many victories, but he also experienced many failures failures. Uh, Some failures were monumental to say the least. He was far from perfect man. He made many mistakes. He sinned and the moment he sinned he sought repentance and reconciliation from God. But what made David cut above the rest? That his heart yearned to follow God and do his will and to seek his will. Scripture says even though that he was a flawed man that he he was a man of after God's own heart. I want to say to you this morning, if you want to know the backdrop to this particular psalm we are going to unpack, please have a read of 2 Samuel chapter 15, 16, 17 and 18. Okay, because it gives you the whole story. But in a nutshell, David composed this psalm in the middle of a hardship. Who's going through hardships? I can raise my hand. <laughs> he composed this song in uh, a psalm in the middle of his hardship. He was facing us. A battle, He was being driven out of his palace, his kingdom in great grief because his son was going after him. He sought to kill him, to take his throne. You thought you had many problems, but he had way more problems than any of us. And to make matters worse, David was being notified of what his enemies were saying about him. That's why verse 2 says... This is what it says. Many are there who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Have you ever heard someone say that about you? Or someone else? Or even about the church? Many are there who say it of him. There is no help for him in God. I don't know who needs to hear this, but we must stop listening to the toxic conversations, uh, whether it be through social platform, through gossip, because it does not help us. It only prolongs our breakthrough. We need to start hearing the voice of God for ourselves. Amen. After David had wept and prayed, now uh, uh, bear with me because I'm taking you through a story. After David had wept and prayed, wept and sung, we see a glimmer of hope in verse 3 where he says, uh, you know, he now... Whips and beliefs, and he says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. You see, when you read Second Samuel chapter 15, 16, 17, and 18, we come to an understanding that God was not only David's protection, but he's the one who puts David back onto the uh, throne, back into kingship you see trials and slander and plot to take us out should drive us to God not away from God that's exactly what David did he went to God I want to bring some headlines to us this morning in what I believe the father is wanting to say to us in 2023 I want to preach to us on the subject of ready to rise you and I have been designed to soar you have been you and I have been designed to rise above our circumstances we you know we have been designed to a people who are thriving not just surviving if we have become a people of just survival not thriving we've got to ask ourselves why we're on survival mode maybe because of the storms we have faced in the last couple of years the last couple of weeks the last couple of months or even yesterday you know COVID isolation debt Challenging relationship, loss of friendship, toxic gossip, health health crisis, mental crisis, death, exhaustion, anxiety, fear, depression, have left some of us disconnected and dislodged from the very author of life. And that is why sometimes we feel wondering why we are not thriving. It's because we're just surviving because we have disconnected from the very God who gives us life. I feel like the Father is wanting to let us know in twenty twenty. That we have been designed to rise, we have been created to soar. It's not over till He says it's over. You know, it's time to rise up, stand up, and not give up. Amen. I heard Rodney How Brown say, it's the year of the El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one because he himself is able to meet our needs completely, satisfying us as a unique mother does her own child. A God who freely gives us, a God who freely sustains us, a God who freely blesses us in the midst of the lack, in the midst of demotion, in the midst of people, uh, you know, we feel about abandonment, a God who enables us to stand, a God who prepares a table before our enemies. <laughs> ah. Proverbs 20, I hope you're leaning in this morning. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says, for a righteous man falls seven times, but he rises again. Isaiah 40:31 says, but the people who trust in the Lord will become strong again. They will rise up like an eagle in the wind, in the sky. Today, if you're discouraged or disappointed or you are trying to figure out why God hasn't come through, you know, the way you thought he would come through like an ATM machine, it's because he knows what's best for our life. Let me tell you something. When we're faced with trials and circumstances and battles and hardships, you know, the Lord will do one of two things, I believe. You know, he will either protect us from it or he will bring us through it. Either he will see immediate breakthrough or he will sustain us till we see the breakthrough like he did with David. Psalms 23, Leon read it this morning. When I walk through the valley, through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me and they comfort me. When we're going through battles and hardship, we've got to know that we've got his sustaining power enabling us to walk out. Amen. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the blazing fire. They were bound up and they were thrown in. And then King Nebuchadnezzar, who was a wicked king of the day, came to witness the execution. And guess what? He was shocked at what he saw, because this is what he says. Look, he answered, I see four men loosed, walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt. And this ungodly king goes on to say, the form of the fourth man is like the son of God. I'm telling you when you and I are going through hardship, when we're going through the fire, you can be assured the world will see there's a fourth man in the fire, that there's Jesus walking beside us. Amen. We can be assured that it says in Zechariah that he'll be a wall of fire around us quenching all the wildfire trying to take on the real fire. Amen. I want to look at the story of Joseph this morning because I believe it's pivotal for where we're heading in 2023. Joseph was one of Jacob's 12 sons and he loved him so much so that on his 17th birthday, you should not have favorite kids, by the way, I have five, but the kids seem to think I have a favorite, but anyway, I have, Here we go. On his 17th birthday, he got a coat of many colours as a gift. And when his brothers saw this, they got jealous and they plotted to kill him. And instead of killing him, they sold him into slavery. Now for the next 13 years, not six months, not six weeks, not one month, 13 years, Joseph suffered tremendously because of one thing that they his brothers intended to do, something that it was evil. But you know what? What he went through did not make Joseph offended. He didn't want to plot revenge. He didn't want to take out on his brothers. He just trusted God always will come through for him. That's why in Genesis 50, we see Joseph finally meets his brothers who had done evil to him. And he reassures them by saying this, do not be afraid. I, am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish. Uh, what is now being done, the saving of many lives. How amazing is that? Joseph never saw immediate breakthrough, but God sustained him, protected him, and then promoted him to the highest office of the land. How incredible is that? Scripture says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but it does not say a weapon wouldn't form. It just says it wouldn't prosper. Right? Right? If we are in survival mode, it means we have given up the fight. I've learned in the kingdom of God, nothing ever comes easy. We have to fight for our relationships, fight for our friendships, fight for our marriages, fight for our family, fight for our children and our grandchildren. Fight to conceive, fight for healing, fight for purpose, fight to contend that people will not be destructive from the call of God. Ho! Oh, fight for the gospel, fight to win the loss, fight for our inheritance, you know, individually and corporately like this building and people. We all want to get anointed. We all want a prophetic word. Christine, please, I need a prophetic word for 2023. But let me tell you something. Once you get Uh, anointed. Once you get a, a prophetic word, you better get ready to fight. Fight for what has been entrusted to you. Fight to keep it flourishing. Fight to keep it moving forward. Because let me tell you, things of great worth has a price tag attached to it. And it also has a fight attached to it. Amen. If you and I were to reminisce about the history of this church. We've been going for 30 to 33 years. If we were to reminisce about the history of this church, where we have been, where we are now, and where we're planning to go, let me tell you, we have... You know, there were several fights on our hand. There were several opportunities to quit, several opportunities that we had to face Goliath along the way, but we didn't, not because of our power, but because we held on to the promises of God and we kept on fighting through. Now, let me say, in taking on your inheritance, the church's inheritance into the future, I'm not going to say that there's not going to be a fight. There will always be a fight. There will always be an opportunity to quit. To give up, to walk away. We can't. We can't. We need to hold on to the promises of God because I, there are people waiting on our obedience for their breakthrough. Amen? I feel to say this morning that if some of you have been in a fight, like I felt like the father gave me a picture that some of us have become battle-weary where we've been fighting something for a long time, whether it be years, for weeks, months, whatever it be, and we've become battle-weary and we've become wounded in the process. And I feel like uh, the father dropped me these two scriptures I want to share with you. It's from Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. It says this, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Now the son here is S-U-N. There's only one son in the solar system and Jesus Christ is the only son who is the righteous one. Righteous Means right standing, he's gonna make things right, he's gonna rise with healing in his wings. It says, What does it mean? He's gonna bring light to where there's darkness, he's gonna be, he's gonna bring growth to where there has been decay. The, then the rest of the verse goes on to say, And you will go free. Who will go free? You will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out into pasture. What is Malachi trying to say to us? He's saying, have you ever seen a spirited calf locked up in a stall? It's kicking, it's screaming, it's trying to break through and push through, but it has been captured by the lies of the enemy. As you hear God's truth and God's word this morning, you are about to be let out of those stalls. You're about to be unmuted from the things of the past, and you're going to break free into the things that God has designed for you in 20 20- years. 23. Amen. Isaiah 40, 29 says, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases the strength. Even the youth shall uh, shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, not wait on TV, not wait on someone's discouraging point of view, not wait on the tormenting lies that's bombarding in our ears, but wait on The Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up in wings like eagles. They shall run and not faint. Amen? Amen. Those who learn to wait, those who learn to abide when the storms are raging around you, when everything is coming unhinged, those who learn to wait in the midst of the storm will rise, will rise, will rise, is what the Lord is saying to us this morning. When a baby baby eaglet, when a mother teaches a baby eaglet to fly, what, he, what she does is she tips it out of its nest. And when the baby eaglet begins to fall, what he doesn't realize is that the male eagle is soaring on heights the baby eagle cannot see. But the just before the baby eagle is about to hit the ground and splash, uh, the male eagle comes sweeping down, carrying the baby eagle back onto its wings and goes on to heights that he's never been before. They shall mount up in wings like eagle. Sometimes when I feel like I'm falling, I've got to take assurance that he'll never let me hit the ground he comes at the right time and He mounts me up on wings like eagle. I believe in 2023, you're about to go unto new heights. It may seem like you're falling, but you have to trust that He's with you and He's above you and He's about to sweep you up at the right moment. He is he's the God who is more than enough. But in order to lay a hold of breakthrough and rise, we must do something. Micah 7, 8 says, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. When the de- what, de- what the devil did not know that was that... Uh, uh, Micah was saying here, if you think I'm falling, devil, think again, I will rise. If you think I'm about to sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Church, this morning, look at the person next to you and say, I will rise because the Lord will be my light. (laughs) The Lord will be my light. Sophia, cue the music, please. I want to say something. I want to say something to you, church, this morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let me tell you something. When you enter the fight, come on, keep boxing. When you enter the fight, you don't wear one glove. You wear two gloves, right? But in a fight, give me a second. When you enter the fight. Give him sit down an entire fight on the corner because that would be wrong. The only reason he sits on the side is to have a pep talk from his coach, get some strategy, get some water, but when the bell rings, he's got to get back in the fight. (laughs) That's just a little analogy because God is saying to us. Thank you, Matthias and Ethan. But God is saying to us, I want to give you breakthrough, but you have to enter the fight. I want to give you breakthrough, but you have to enter the fight. As Christians, we know Jesus has already defeated Satan in Colossians 2.15. It says, however, it does not mean to say that Satan will not use specific strategies to try and trick us into believing otherwise. And if we fall prey to his schemes, guess what? We're lying down or sitting down in a corner and letting him, allowing him to whip us rather than standing us, uh, standing up and rightfully fighting for what's ours. You see, when a thief breaks into your home, or if it does, you don't just sit there and say, yep, have all my hard earned money and have all what I work for. You would fight for what's yours, even though you already know it's yours, but you have to fight for it. If we had no responsibility to stand our ground against the devil's schemes and five, then God would not have told us, resist the devil, and he has to flee in James 4:7. Or to use the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but mighty through pulling down of strongholds, 2 Corinthians 10:4. And he would have no need to give us authority over all the power of the enemy. Luke 10:19. Do not take a whipping, do not lie down, stand up, church. Stand up, GGC. You are called to fight. You're called to take on what's yours, rightfully yours. But let me say this to you this morning. But before we enter a fight, you and I need a battle plan so that we can counterattack the strategies of the enemy. You see, if you've ever watched a military documentary or a movie, you realize no military unit will go into war without a battle plan. Correct? Because they do not want the enemy outsmarting them. They need a battle plan. Second, let me see. Second Corinthians 2.11 says, you and I need a battle plan so that Satan will not outsmart us and win. A battle plan is basically strategy to get to know the weaknesses of, of the enemy so we have the upper hand to win. And the, let me say this, I've written it down. A battle plan also includes being familiar with the enemy's schemes. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says that. And God has given you and I, military intelligence to keep the unseen enemy under our feet every single moment we come against any attack He has laid out. Psalms 144 one says, "Praise be to the uh, Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. How amazing is that? In the film, Lord of the Rings, who's seen Lord of the Rings? Not that I'm advocating it, but <laughs> let me say, at one point, the screen goes black and white. When a Frodo Baggins, I don't know if I said correctly, he tips over, he falls to the ground and there was a ring he was clutching to gets whipped up into the sky and it just falls onto his finger. And at that very moment, he has a terrifying glimpse of the spiritual realm. And I believe it's such a symbolic picture of the believer because the moment we are born again, the veil of our eyes is being taken off so you and I get access to the spiritual realm so we can defeat the enemy. If we're only operating in the physical realm, then he has the upper hand. But God says, no, I've given you the upper hand. When you're born again, I've given you the upper hand to see into the realm of the spirit. So what are the strategies the enemy uses to keep us defeated? There are many, but I'm going to only give you two for time's sake and some counterplans. Strategy number one is fear. Fear is his primary weapon. And we know that this is an attack on our faith because when fear is in, faith is out. Fear is so destructive that it robs us of our faith. And peace. You see, it gets us focused on our circumstances and challenges the promises of God. And the enemy knows that our life hinges on faith because scripture says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what's our counterattack as church, as Christians? You're not here to hear a nice message. You're here to have get battle ready for what God has in store for you this year. Number one, meditate on God's word. That's how you drive out fear and build up faith. The word of God is the sword of your spirit. It can be an offensive weapon and a defensive weapon strategy number counterattack two speak the word of god if you hear fear knocking at your door evict evicted immediately because scripture says god has not given to me a spirit of fear but of love power and a sound mind there are 365 scriptures in the bible that says fear not a passage for every single day that you can speak out number three rebuke fear say I command you in the name of Jesus, leave, leave. Number four, pray in the spirit. You've been given, if you're a born again Christian, you've been given the gift of the. You've been given the spirit to be, you know, the spirit is there to be edified, edifying your spirit, so you can build your inner man up and do warfare. Amen. So, strategy number two, what he does is he gets us to believe a lie. This is called deception. Deception confuses the truth and makes us drop our God. We need to know that he's the father of lies. Sometimes it's hard to recognize that it is a lie or even a lie of the enemy because it seems so truthful. But we, that's why it's so important to be grounded in the word of God so you know the difference. Let me tell you, if you believe a lie, you've given him the upper hand. Like Eve, Satan tries to twist the truth and get uh, 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 you know, get us deceiving to believe in that God is not good, that he has no good plan for our life, that the word of God is not effective today. But you know that that is not true, right? When he gets, he will try to get us to question God through lies. And if he gets... As questioning God, and if we start thinking wrong, believing wrong, speaking wrong, acting wrong, then he has clipped our wings from soaring. Here's the counterattack for those lies. Take every thought into captive. Second Corinthians 10.5, it says, Start lining up your thoughts with the word of God, because my sheep hear my voice. You should be able to distinguish between right and wrong evil and good. Number two, respond to the lies with the truth of God's word. When you go for a job and he says you're not smart enough for that job, you say, yes, I am devil. I have the mind of Christ. When he says you're not going to be healed, say, yes, I'm going to be healed because the scripture says by stripes I have been made healed and made whole. The devil does not realize, but the thing that was designed to take you out, the circumstances that was meant to break you, is the very circumstance that's going to make you sore in 2023. We know this to be true of David and Goliath. We know this to be true of Joseph sold into slavery. We know this to be true of Daniel in the lion's den. We know this to be true of Haman plotting to kill Mordecai, as send the Jewish community— In the name of Jesus, glorious gospel church, 2023, you were designed to rise. You were made to soar. This is your halftime so you can hear the word of truth and you can propel into all that God has for you. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a righteous man falls seven times, but he rises again. Did you hear that? But he rises again. You don't stay lying down, you rise again. No matter how much you're knocked down, you'll rise again. I need to tell some of you this morning, this is not your final chapter. You may be broken, but you will rise. You may be depressed, you will rise. You may be pressed down, but you will rise. You may be misunderstood, but you will rise. You may be betrayed, but you will arise you may be struck down but you will arise you may be wounded but you will arise you may be discouraged but you will arise you may be in debt but you will arise you may be sick but you will uh, arise you may not know where your next meal is coming from but you will arise because scripture says I have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread amen You may be lonely, but you will arise. You may be confused, but you will arise. You may feel hurt. Your heart is broken, but you will arise. You may be grieving, but you will arise. You may be fighting addiction, but you will arise. Your trial is only temporary. Your failure is not final. Your condition is not your conclusion. Every barrier will become your breakthrough. Your perseverance will turn into praise. If hell would have known, they would not have crucified the Lamb of God. If the devil would have known what the blood was about to do, he would have never have hung him on the cross. If the devil would have known that the blood was going to make you and I, sons and daughters, heirs of salvation, he would have stopped the plan. But devil didn't know the hell didn't know that's why in 1 Corinthians 2 9 says I has not seen nor ear has heard nor have it entered the heart of man the things which God had prepared for those who seek him who love him sorry this uh scripture that Paul quotes is from Isaiah 64 verses 3 to 4 I want to read that as well when you came down long ago You did awesome deeds beyond our highest expectations. And oh, how the mountains quake. For since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you. Who works for those who wait on him. Wait on him. God has unimaginable plans to those who wait on him. At times it may seem like there's no good plan for our life. But remember the analogy of the eagle. Sometimes in order to soar we got to feel like we are falling. Some wars never came close to us because God took us Quickly out of it. But then there are other wars we have to walk right through because God is wanting to enlarge in us and stable us and devil proof us and strengthen our faith because, what is about, because of what he's about to entrust to us. Genesis 37, Joseph was given a multicolored coat. There was favor on his life. Angel said to Mary, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. It's awesome to get a prophetic word of favor and favor will definitely get you into position. But favor has a price tag and it has a fight. It has a fight. David was anointed, you know, like Sorry, David was anointed king at a young age. But there were many battles he had to fight. You know, from the moment he was being anointed to actually coming into position. Joseph had many dreams. Uh, I mean, he had a dream where he caught persecution from from his brothers. But it didn't stop him. But you see, this is where many people fall short. That little pushback, that little bit of obstacle, that bit of defeat, that bit of... Empty bank balance, or that bit of slander or gossip. You know, this is where people crumble under pressure. I want to say this morning it is time to lay a hold of the promises of God, the prophetic word, and it's about to take it on, no matter what you're seeing around you, and walk out and not crumble under people's opinions or oppositions. We cannot be carnal Christians. We got to move. We cannot move in carnal realms because we got to move in the realm of the spirit. When everything feels in the natural being stripped, we got to walk in the realm of the spirit. The enemy wanted to strip Joseph of his outward sign of f- favor, but he dreamed another dream. The the reason the enemy wanted to strip Joseph of his outward dream was because that was the only thing he could see. That was the only thing he could see. The Bible says that in the midst of Joseph being stripped of his outward sign, he dreamed yet another dream. Church, it's time to dream another dream in the midst of our battle, in the midst of our opposition, in the midst of our fight. I'll tell you why. When Joseph fell into the pit and then into the prison, the devil thought that he had the upper hand on Joseph. But the devil could not stop Joseph from rising again. He may have tried to strip him off of his outward sign of favor, but he still arose because the favor wasn't on the outside. It was in him. The favor wasn't on the outside, it was in Him. Maybe right now your dream has taken a major blow. What God is saying, don't get distracted by the stripping of the outside. You know, where favor, it looks like favor has been stripped out in the natural. It's time to arise and stand up and fight for your fight. Because if you continue to hold on to that dream long enough that dream will become your gift that's what happened to Joseph the dream he kept on dreaming and it become it became a gift to the point where he started interpreting them here's a note to self if you're for if your reading the Joseph story the baker will always have ingredients but the butler will always open the door remember that The devil did not realize that inside of Joseph was the dream. And now that dream has become a gift. And he is about to operate from a place that the devil did not see coming. From prison, guys. So in your darkest moments, when you start operating in that gift, when you don't have a thing, the devil would not see you coming because he thought he's got you. You see, uh, you know... What's encouraging uh, uh, encouraging about Joseph that it didn't allow him to be crushed. The things that happened to him didn't allow him to get crushed. He pressed on and he moved forward. And I feel like the father is saying this morning, just keep pressing in, keep functioning, keep moving, keep speaking, keep praying, keep believing, keep declaring, I'm making a way. A delay is not denial, but a time for preparation of the promise. Who? You see, God already put on the inside of Joseph everything he needed to cause him to step into his destiny. But the devil only saw the outward sign. The coat was just a decoy, guys. The coat was a decoy. What, were, what was real was on the inside. Don't get distracted when things around you are getting stripped things around you feel like nothing is working, nobody's coming to help, Nobody is putting their hand to the plow, or uh, I'm not seeing my finances come through, whatever it is, do not get distracted in the natural. Scripture says, my word will not return unto me void, but it'll accomplish everything it sets out to do. Everything it sets out to do. I want to encourage you this morning, Every fight, I'm nearing my end if Kristen and Nathan could come up. I want to say that every fight that you and I have been called to fight, we need to inquire of the Lord. We need to ask of the Lord. David did that. David fought the Philistine army and they came to fight him again in another season. There'll be some wars you fight in one season. There's my timer. There are some wars that come in one season that may appear again in another season. It doesn't mean to say you have to fight the same war again. You need to go inquire of the Lord because God has different, different battle strategy to come against those wars. Amen. Thanks for listening to the GGC Life podcast. We hope you feel encouraged. Be blessed.